everyone, my name is Philippe and this is the podcast Life with AI, the podcast that we talk about artificial intelligence in a simpler way. And for today's episode, to finish a series of three episodes about Transformers, I will talk about BERT, that for me is the most important algorithm using Transformers ever. And why is the most important one? Because it completely changed the NLP field. Before, people were still hesitating between uh, LSTM-based uh, models, like RNN-based models, and also transform-based models. But after BERT, everything changed because it beat the state-of-the-art for all the tasks. So we're gonna understand now how this algorithm works, the architecture behind it, but mainly the way it was trained. And I will do like they did in the paper, I will not enter deep well, I will not enter into the architecture because it's basically the same architecture of the previous Transformer model. The And I have an episode, like two episodes ago, I explained the whole Transformer architecture piece by piece. And after that, I explained the visual Transformer architecture. So you have these two technical episodes to understand the architecture. And here I will show why and how the BERT uses this architecture to achieve these state-of-the-art performances. So to start explaining it, maybe I will start by giving the name of the paper first, because it's a really important paper, so it's important to know the name, but also because the name will give us some tips to understand what, what's going to happen. Well, of course, the name will try to explain the best with a few words what's happening in the paper, but well, let's go. So the name of the paper is BERT, Pre-Training of Deep Bidirectional Transformers for language understanding. And you need to pay attention in the pre-training part and in the bidirectional part, and also in the language understanding part. We're gonna go deep into it during the, the episode. So first of all, let's understand the small differences between the, the first uh, transformer architecture in the paper, attention is all you need, and BERT. So the first transformer architecture is basically, you have your sentence, you're gonna embed it into the embedding space and you're gonna add a positional encoding. After that, you're gonna input everything to the transformer architecture and that's it, you make your predictions. In BERT, they add the class token, which I also explained in the visual transformer episode, but it was in BERT that they proposed the class token, the CLS token, and this token is basically a special token that aggregates all the information of the sentence. So the goal of this, this token is that it's not related to the sentence, but it's going to aggregate all the information inside the sentence to make the predictions in the classification and prediction tasks. We're going to go into it later. And also they have a SEP token, S-E-P, that means a separation token, because for some tasks like question answering, we have two sentences and they use this token in BERT to say, well, this is the separation between the two, the two sentences. It's, it's really simple, but it's important to know that they have it because, well, it helped in the, in the results. So after this class token and this SCP token, everything is the same. We're gonna input in the same way and well, that, that's the same. And now let's enter into the differences of this model from the previous one. And the first difference is the way of training because the pre-training here is done in a self-supervised way. And before it was just the normal tasks that they, they, they used previously, but BERT, they use as pre-training tasks, 
masked language model and next sentence prediction. So let's go into the masked language model. And the masked language model is really important because it's enabled the model to learn in the bidirectional way. Before, we could just learn the, the pre-training tasks using a left to right language model. And well, you saw in the original transformer paper, they use a left to right uh, language model to pre-train. Of course, they make translation and here we don't make translation. We try to solve other tasks. Oh, and also something that is really important to explain about BERT that I said in the Transformer episode is that BERT is just the encoding architecture of Transformer. So for the encoding architecture, we, we cannot generate sentences. We can only solve tasks like uh, sentiment analysis or sentence tagging. There are tasks related to the sentence itself. If we want to generate a new sentence, we need an autoregressive model, we need a decoder part that we don't have in BERT. So we don't solve this kind of tasks that we need to generate task. So let's understand why we are able to do this bidirectional training. We are able to do it because of the masked language model. So in the masked language model, what do we do? We're going to mask 15% of the tokens. And when I'm saying the tokens, I'm saying the words. So we are masking 15% of the tokens. And the goal is to predict the actual token, the actual word that was masked. And what do the model learn here? The model learn the context and also the syntax and the semantics. Because if, you, if I hide a word for you and I, I tell you, okay, what's the word? You're gonna use the whole sentence and the meaning and the relationship between all the words to make this prediction and, and tell me what's the word that I hide for, from you. So the model also needs to do it to give us the answer. And just going a little bit deeper, because here I'm focusing on BERT, I said that they mask 15% of the tokens. And normally when I'm saying mask, I'm saying about well, hiding and not giving the information. But sometimes like they do it 80% of the times. And on 80% of the time, they really mask and put a zero into the token. But in 20% of the time, actually 10% of the time, they keep the same word and also in 10% of the time, they put a random word and they say that it improves the, the training. And the second self-supervised learning task that they use to train BERT is the next sentence prediction. And the next sentence prediction, the goal is to say if the second sentence follows the first or not. And they basically give a 50% chance of the second sentence following the first one and 50% of chance of the second sentence don't following. The, the first one. So this is simple. And the goal here is to understand the context and the relationship between two sentences, because this is really important for some tasks like, uh, well, question answering that we have these two sentences and we need to understand their relationship between them. So here, as the goal is to really understand the language, and that's why the language understanding is important, because here we don't have a specific task. The goal is just to understand the language itself and create a model that when I give a sentence to this model, the model will understand what is happening. And after I have a model that understands the sentence and the language itself, I'm able to fine tune to use the same model for downstream tasks, like for new tasks. And before entering the fine tuning part, I think it's, it's interesting to, to tell you what is the data set that they use to pre-train this model. So they use the book's corpus that has 800 million words 
and also the English Wikipedia that has 2.5 billion words. So both of them together have more than 3 billion words, which is a lot. And well, you may imagine now how long does it take to train this model with more than 3 billion words as language model. So the model takes three days to train in 16 TPUs that are processing units from, from Google that are faster than GPUs. So you have 16 processing units that are faster than GPUs that take three days to train this model. So this model are replacing RNNs. RNNs are not parallel. Transformers are parallel. So we are taking three days to train this, this model in parallel. Imagine if this model with the same number of parameters would be an RNN. It would take like, I don't know, months to train this model. And well, it's not feasible to have months of training of a model because it costs a lot of energy. And well, it's also expensive. It's not good for the planet and also expensive for the company that training. So it's not only taking a look on the result, but also in the feasibility of training and using this model, you know, so this is also important. And now let's understand how to fine tune this model after we have a language model that is already pre-trained. So we're gonna take the downstream task, which is the specific task and fine tune all the parameters of the model. Uh, it's important to say that when we say fine tuning, it means retraining all the parameters of the model, fine tuning all the parameters of the model. And when we are saying transfer learning is just uh, retraining, just fine tuning the last layers of the model, the last layer or the last few layers. So just uh, the name stuff, but maybe it's going to help you in your classes or I don't know, talking to someone. So as I said, for classification tasks like sentiment analysis, we're going to use just the CLS, just the class token to make the prediction. So the class token going to aggregate all the information and to say if a sentence is positive, neutral or negative, we're just going to use the CLS token. And for other problems like that use word level task, like sequence tagging, if you want to say for each word of the sentence, uh, what does it mean? Like a noun, a pronoun, an adverb, a verb. This is a word level task and you're going to have a prediction for each word. And now a good news. If the first model to pre-train it, it takes three days in 16 TPUs to fine tune this model for all those tasks. Well, at least for each one of them. Well, for each one of them, it takes only one hour to train in a single TPU. And if you don't have TPUs, if you have just GPUs, it takes a few hours, like two, three hours. But anyways, like it's really fast. You can train your own computer or you can use Google Colab or you can use Kaggle platform to access their GPUs and train the model. So I think the goal of the podcast is not only to explain the algorithms, but also to encourage you guys to train and to use these models. Because I'm saying here that you can have access to the state-of-the-art model. Of course, BERT is not a state-of-the-art anymore. We have better models that is even are, that are even smaller and easier to use and, and also to fine-tune than BERT. And you can use these models like really simply. You just take these models and you fine-tune for your task in your dataset. And maybe you don't know how to do it now from scratch, but you have many tutorials 
on TensorFlow and also on PyTorch showing how to do it, showing how to take the pre-trained model and how to fine tune in your own data set. So this is for you. I'm here to show that you can do it if you if you are working in a company and they need to do some sentiment analysis in the tweets that people make about their company to understand how people are feeling about them. So you can like take this project and I say, okay, I will use the state-of-the-art model and maybe you're gonna even get a promotion because of it. That, that, that's nice and, and I hope that you guys feel that you are able, that you can do it because I, I'm sure that you can. And well, to finish this episode, let's go to the results of the paper because I'm saying here that the paper is great and so on, but let's understand the results. So they tested in six or seven data sets and on average, they got 7% better than all the previous state-of-the-art models for all those data sets. The worst result was 5% better and the best result was around 8% better. So on average, they had 7% better than the previous state-of-the-art for all those tasks, for all those data sets. And this is huge. Like a 7% better performance is huge, especially fine-tuning in much less time. This enables all the people to use these models. And, and after this BERT paper, people kind of stopped working on LSM RNN-based uh, architectures because they saw that transformers had much more future than these RNN-based models. So everybody st started working on it and researching it. And now we have this transformer word that is, well, transformers being used everywhere for all the kinds of model. And also self-supervised learning is being used everywhere. So this paper brought like how to train a transformer model using self-supervised learning, a deep one. So this was really important and completely changed the NLP field and maybe also all the other fields because now the state of the art of vision transformer is called BAIT. That is B for like, it's almost the same thing as BERT and it's quite the same architecture, but for computer vision. So yeah, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. Don't forget to follow the podcast on social media. On Instagram, we are podcast.lifewithai. And on LinkedIn, we are just lifewithai. Until next Thursday, goodbye.